It was late and the driver was tired. It was a tedious day. Just busy enough to keep you scrambling, but not busy enough to make you any money. Slow days you could surf the net in between jobs. No money, but you were entertained. Days like today, it was sad and grouchy fares. That was it. You'd take this last rider at the dock where the river met the sea. They always went inland at this time. He had to go a little up the river so he could be helpful. It was the least he could do. Here was a guy looking for a ride, dressed like a businessman. A late night meeting, perhaps. The man gets in and tells him to head to the Penn District. That is what he thought. He has met the rider before. They ride in silence. The driver is a bit unnerved and feeling cautious. The lack of conversation is normal, so the driver tries to imagine what the rider is thinking. Does he think about love, family, loss? These wonderings are also normal. About halfway to the destination, the driver comes out of imaginary wanderings and looks in the rearview mirror. The rider is gone. Again, normal. So as he always does, the driver continues towards the destination zone. When he arrives at the address, he gets out of the taxi and looks at the place a house once stood. Now the ground has no trace of the former home. There's only dirt and dried mud, some green vegetation trying to find the sun, but there is no sun to be had at this hour with the moon full in the sky. The driver walks around and opens the door for his disappearing passenger. He imagines the slightly confused look on the rider's face as he looks toward what must have been his home or the home of someone he cared for, but in his mind he also believes he sees a thankful look. This too is normal, but only since the tsunami. time now people usually enjoy not seeing me <laughs> welcome back to the freaky deaky my name is scott and i am joined here as always with our resident skeptic and father-in-law all of our father-in-law i guess christian you're the father-in-law of our entire listener base how's that feel feels important it does or annoying yeah uh resident skeptic father-in-law christian yay yeah, I could add that in if you want. But to, to get things started, I wanted to actually shout out a couple countries that have been tuning in. And I don't know about you, Christian, but I get super excited when I see people outside of our little slice of the world listening to to the pod. I, I love that. I, I think that's one of the best things about the world we live in and technology is you can get to know people from other countries in these different sort of ways like podcast or social media or whatever, YouTube. It's it's like opens the world in a way that maybe we only thought dreamed of before. Yeah. So, you know, when we, we check the stats for I think you and I both are kind of like stat nerds with seeing how we can grow the show and what we can do to keep things rolling along. Yeah. So whenever I see, you know, I opened it up and I saw just in the last couple of weeks, you know, we had like a bunch of downloads from the United Kingdom, a bunch from Canada, Australia, Ireland, Sweden, like the list goes on. And so what I want to do is shout out those countries, number one. And if you're listening from that country or as a matter of fact, anywhere that's not the United States. 
if you could take just one minute and write us an email, let us know where you're, li- where you're listening from and let us know like maybe a, a popular, what, like cryptid or some lore from your, your neck of the woods. And maybe, you know, if we get enough of them, maybe we do an episode off of cryptids around the world or some kind of, I don't know, crazy lore thing. We, yeah. we obviously get excited about this stuff. And if you're listening to the show, we hope that you do as well, unless you just tune in to hear us argue, which, hey, could be. Yeah, it's possible. And if you don't have time to write out uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods as far as cryptids and paranormal mm-hmm. and the unexplained, just give us a name of what, what you might call something or where it's at. We'll we'll look it up. Yeah. Or what we might call you yep. if you want to get friendly. Yeah. Send go. us an email. What's huh. the email address? It's the gang at com. I also have a question for those in Australia. There's a band called Fifth Dawn. Excuse me? Fifth Dawn. Fifth Dawn? Yeah. F-I-F-T-H-D-O-N? That is correct. Or D-A-W-N. D-A-W-N. Okay, I was like, 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 a, like sun, a mob boss? The oh, sun. The sun. You know, I, I recently found their music. Nice. Through the YouTube YouTube algorithm. Shout out Fifth Dawn. Yeah, but they haven't made music in a, probably a few years. Mm. And I, you know, so you Google to find out when this band, I mean, we're everything's kind of slowed down the last couple of years. So I could see maybe a band not getting together, but I can't find anything. So if you're local and you know about this band, are they still together? Let us know where they are. Yes. We'll do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're doing an Australian band that Christian found, and that's Freaky Deaky. We'll see you inside. No, so anyway, yeah, we just want to shout that out. Uh, while we're doing shout outs, hey, uh, if you haven't already, swing by the, the socials. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. The socials are at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook on facebook and then at tft paranormal on tiktok and uh yeah we're having a lot of fun with the youtube we have to unfortunately we're in a weird period where we're taking care of a lot so things are very chaotic it's tax season for the business heather's got a lot going on christian's going back to work now like we're just in the perfect storm of nonsense so unfortunately we haven't been able to film any of these episodes recently to, to give you guys bonus videos but it's not done we're not like finished it's not like ah that didn't work whatever we're gonna continue doing it probably after i get the taxes done and have a few more minutes of free time which could be weeks or it could be tomorrow could be a month could be tomorrow it could be already depending on when this episode comes out so yeah yeah Yeah, we just we haven't forgotten you we we will get you the content subscribe either way you'll enjoy it people are enjoying it they're having a good time and we have been getting a lot of new subscribers in all the different Mm -hmm. outlets so it's been been a fun time it has but let's dive into this episode shall we we shall what are we talking about today we're talking about basically ghosts left behind in disasters tragic yeah so that first first little slightly fictionalized story is from the earthquake in Japan. Is it slightly fictional fictionalized because you made up different elements for it, but the actual story of this man and giving a ghost a ride is factual? According to many cab drivers, it is factual. Okay. Well, there you go. See, when you say fictionalized, people think you're making up ghost stories, Christian. You got to be very specific on this. But the ghost story aspect was true. Whether or not he was thinking about family and friends, speculation. Yeah, we went we went a, in a maybe a little deeper dive of the cab driver, which is not something we say too often, right? But there you are. And I don't know how we're going to lighten some parts of this episode. We won't. We the won't. the loosen you up story you gave me for this was about a bunch of puppies being murdered by two monkeys. So I think the mood's pretty dark already. I think we set the bar pretty low on the joy for the episode. And that, that monkey story is not going to be in this episode, but find out wherever Christian, ask Christian where he put the monkey episode and so you can go, or the monkey story, so you can go listen to that. You, you know, we, we do a lot of comedy with what we talk about. 
Yeah. It's good to remind people that, hey, this world is also very sad and you should feel it sometimes. Nature, as a friend told me, and I think there's a Instagram page, nature is metal, you know, and uh, that's pretty metal. Pretty metal. That's like a Scandinavian death metal type metal. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? um, it's dark metal, but you know, Reddit's like that. Here's something I just found that might lighten the mood from that. Uh, in my, I have saved a video of these crows or ravens are landing on this little like snow covered Subaru on the roof and that's parked and just rolling down and then popping up, flying on top of the roof again and rolling down. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah so not all, all animals are out to murder. Yeah. Crows will though. Yeah. I've seen it. If you mess with them, don't mess with crows. But also crows will bring you gifts. Yeah. You got to befriend a couple. Actually, you don't befriend crows. A lot of perks. Yep. Plus Perfect. the, yeah, they might. Bring you money. They might just make a little gift with some bottle caps. How does that work? Do you like show a crow a $20 bill and be like, this is what I like. I hold on to these. I, I saw a video where somebody in, I think it was one in maybe the Philippines that trained a, a type, not a crow, but a similar type of bird to just fly out and find money laying on the street. That's so. the type of stuff we need to be doing in our free yeah. time, Christian. But isn't that kind of like slavery? Seems like it would be frowned upon in the, in the new world that we live in. Well, I guess we got to go to Crow Court and find out. Yeah. Crow Court would be probably Twitter in this case. Yeah. And we would be canceled. Charlie Kelly knows a lot about bird law, I hear, so we could get him on board. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is that? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like the third time I've referenced Charlie today, and I haven't watched the show in a few years. So I need to, maybe, that, maybe that just means I need to watch It's Always Sunny again. Yeah. So anyway, let's, again, dive in. Okay. I told you the intro story was slightly fictionalized, and I actually wrote that. Isn't it fun when you like see that you actually were prepared? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in the future, you're like, oh, shit, did I do this right? And then you get in, and you're like, well, I did. Way to go, me. Yeah. I was not expecting that. To tell you a little bit about the, the story, it's, it's related to Japan's devastating tsunami on March 11, 2011. Everybody remembers it because that's where the uh, Fukushima nuclear reactor melted down and that's what they focused on after that but we should also remember the the many lives lost in the flooding and this led to what many came to call the ghost of the tsunami and we already know you believe in ghosts is that a ghost that we hear in the background nope that's the wind again thanks wasilla yeah just thought I'd let you point that out. All right. So one of the sources I used for some of the tsunami stuff was a book called Ghost of the Tsunami. Fitting. And and you probably saw it on uh, Unsolved Mysteries. They had a little story about it. I believe I did. Yeah. Is that on, that was on the new one? Yes. I, the, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a couple quotes really quick. And this is from the residents in and around Miyagi Prefecture and all. Expanding up to the shores of Fukushima. One of the things they said was, it was like an epidemic of ghosts. Which would make it sounds like a, a movie. Like you could make a good movie out of that one. Yeah. If an epidemic is more than 13, we'd have to make a new one. But if it's less than 13 or 13 exactly, we could just use 13 ghosts as an example. That's true. Is that an epidemic of ghosts? A, maybe a household epidemic. Hmm. A household of ghosts. Yeah. What if that's what the, you know, how you have a murder of crows and a flock of seagulls? What if a haunted house or a hotel was an epidemic of ghosts? That'd be trademark. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. Hashtag we made that up. When the day turns into night, there are ghosts that wander the shorelines. Many in drenched clothes trying to find their way home. Another man now hates the rain because he sees the faces of dead in the puddles. Could you imagine that? Living in a place where it rains a lot? 
And that feels that feels like Sixth Sensey kind of. That's a, like a, that's like a deleted scene from Sixth Sense or something like that. Yeah, like he physically sees them, like he sees their reflection. Yeah, he sees them in the puddles. I don't know if he it, he doesn't really explain whether they're ghosts or memories, but either way, if once you've been traumatized to that point where you see the faces of the dead in yeah. puddles, that would make it's pretty extreme. That would ruin your rain, your love of rain. Maybe. The major focus of the book, Ghost of the Tsunami, is Okawa Elementary School. Out of the 75 students who died at school during the tsunami, 74 were from Okawa. Damn. So you got this whole town pretty much grieving, too. Yes. That's yes. A, and, it, and the book goes into some great detail, or I don't know if great's the right word, like painful detail on some of the small decisions made yeah. that cost all these students their lives. You know, as simple as... When the earthquake drill happened, there was they were supposed to evacuate and go up this hill to avoid a potential tsunami because mm. Japan is a tsunami zone and, yeah. and and also in part of the Ring of Fire, so it's an earthquake zone. Instead, the people in charge of the school took the kids down to the parking lot, which was closer to the river, that the tsunami came up. That's where they, a lot of the kids ended up dying. Even though some kids were telling the people in charge of the school, "Let's go up the hill." Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them disappeared. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty intense. In the aftermath of this tragedy, many parents would reach out to psychics to help make sense of the suffering the living were enduring. After one mother visited a psychic, they traveled around the school grounds so that the mother could tie decorations into the surrounding bamboo trees. The psychic told the mother the children were delighted by this. So some of these psychics would also speak of darker things, describing that the dead were crawling on the ground near the school. Some of them were stuck in the water, covered in mud, and swallowing the dirty water in terrible suffering. Some of them were trapped and trying to get out. But they don't have they don't have lungs. So how are they swallowing the dirty water? I mean, we've we've talked about ghosts before that some of it could just be like a psychic imprint or energetic imprint in We did say that that could be like trauma related too. So Yeah. But hopefully that wouldn't be like their actual spirits. You know what I mean? Like hopefully that is more an energy thing where it's like reliving that moment and not their actual Yeah. You know, in a world that we live in it 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 is violent at some time at times. Yeah. But it makes no sense that if there's a spirit that it's trapped drowning over mm-hmm. and over again for psychics to come through and see yeah. instead of psychic seeing maybe the energy there or whatever yeah feeling like the yeah but you know you've already you're a group of parents looking for some kind of peace after losing your children so tragically that's definitely not what you want to hear yeah, yeah so another medium named sumi told told the mother a different story you might think the kids want their parents to find them that they are desperate to go back home but they were but they are already home they are already in a very good place. And the more you and the more you bury yourselves in the search, the more desperate you will become. Which sounds It's a lot of wisdom in that. Right. Yeah. Which is probably what would have been needed. Hmm. And like whether you believe in psychic psychics or not, that's a message that's actually a healing type message. Yeah. In a lot of ways, based you know, not necessarily on applying to the parents, just saying you cannot, you can't go on like this. Your children are gone in a better place. And, you know, I think that's in, in the book. And I, I believe one of the uh, religious men that were a focus of the book talked about that they didn't necessarily believe in ghosts or whatever, but these people needed help and needed some 
somebody to help, you know, yeah. the mental part of losing or this kind of tragedy. They needed help with that. So like just telling them what they wanted to hear or what they needed to hear. Or <clears throat> yeah. Like the, the person kinda... saying, maybe the children are delighted with you tying ribbons up there. I mean, mm. typical thing you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would hear a skeptic rip, rip a psychic about because that is what somebody wants to hear. Yeah. And what somebody maybe doesn't want to hear is you got to let this go for yourself. Yeah. You know, in a clip from Cosmopolitan's Lauren Puckett Pope, written in October of 2020, grief and trauma express themselves often very indirect. You can talk to people and visit communities, which on the face of it seem to be fine, but the pain can be either very raw or very awful, such as these stories. The issue isn't whether you believe in ghosts. I still can't say I do, but whether you believe in the extraordinary power and physicality of grief. Can the mood be lightened? No. <laughs> I know I have that in the notes, <laughs> which is a... Uh, so I went to the market today. No, that reminds me of a time. No, that'd be a weird thing to be reminded of. Right. It, yeah. It's, it's, um, it was, a, it was a rough book to read though. I believe it. Yeah. It's pretty dark. Um, and sad. And, and sometimes I think maybe us Americans think that like Japan always seems to have their stuff together. You know what I mean? It's just this image that they've yeah. put together through the years since, you know, they've been close allies of the U.S. Yeah. You know, they seem to just run things right. It's interesting to hear that there were so many bureaucratic issues like we have in this country that cost so many lives, not just at the school, but all around town. But it's it. I think that's also due to they probably keep it under wraps a little better. Like they they want the image of being, you well, know, it's also their culture. Yeah. Is to to handle their suffering differently. Like, Where, whereas us, we have TMZ over here. So like, did you hear this? Uh, this person's sleeping with this guy. And you're like, exactly. Yeah. 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 So we, we handle our trauma by swimming in the trauma of others sometimes yeah. in this country. Or we're proud of it. Or I don't know how to explain it, but we're more upfront with it. Yeah. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Lately, it's been feeling a lot like it's not. But yeah, I digress. You know, there was a more uplifting story in this where in there after the everything happened after the tsunami happened they were put in these like areas where they have like containers to live in for a while yeah and this group of ladies was having tea in one of the ladies containers and their friend showed up sat down had tea when she got up to leave the cushion was soaked now the fun thing was that she friend herself. was dead oh she did not wet herself which oh. i thought we were going a different direction maybe she did I've, I've heard it both ways. Yeah. But um, she had died in the tsunami, but she still came to hang out with her friends at this new temporary housing area to have tea, like she always did. Like she just, like days after or like months after. Really? Yeah. And the friend wasn't like terrified? When it was multiple friends. They were like, like, oh, God. Four or five of them. They just acted like, like that's the way it goes. That, that feels like some very unfinished business type behavior. You know, like maybe that's why there's so many sightings because so many lives were, were plucked off this planet before they were able to, to do things that they were supposed to do. Or, yeah. Like, and that sounds like obviously having tea with your friends sounds very mundane, but in an instance like that, that feels, you know, pretty strong. Well, Asia, pretty Asia strong. also is, their culture is more ancestor worship, mm -hmm. which is a very, like it's an older form of religion. Yeah. Um, that eventually spread around the world and, and changed. They like off make offerings for their ancestors and stuff, yeah, right? Like yeah. in one thing that came to mind after because I saw the movie after doing research for this was mm -hmm. Shang Chi, where the one um grandmother 
has a seat for her dead husband. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's not an important spoiler. That just shows you. Yeah. The, what it shows you in the movie is the culture that we don't, in the West, don't really understand. But that's also similar in this case where. Hey, speak for yourself, man. Like white people do. I, look, I had a little plaque for my, my brother at our wedding. Like I set a seat aside for him that no one sat in. I, I mean, that's, to me, it's. It's just, it's just a nice thought. It's a fun, it's like, uh, you should have been here. Type yeah. Thing, you know? Respect, like, yeah. you know, giving respect to the people that had impact on you. Yeah. You know, the intention behind it makes complete sense. And whether it matters in the grand scheme of things, it really does matter to the person doing it. Yeah. It's a, it seems like a very healthy way to process loss. Yeah. So even though this is a very bad tragedy. Truly, I mean, it's good to know that at least a couple good things happened to like kind of lift spirits. Well, people were kind of grieving from all this, though, you know? Right. I mean, there's. Was there any other stories or was it just the tea lady? Uh, about that one, I, the book wasn't specifically about those stories. You know, I found some of them, but the, the book was more about the overall tragedy hmm. with the ghost stories thrown in there without really, they didn't really resolve whether they were ever ghosts. It was just more like whether you believe it or not. This happened, all these people experienced it, and they had to deal with the trauma because of what the tsunami caused. You know, when you think about the nuclear reactor, nobody died there, but through the tsunami in other areas of the country, a yeah. lot of people died. And it was a crazy thing because at the time I worked where I work now, but I worked a different job and I was working nights and I walked by the TV in the middle of the night and it was like CNN or something and watched this live. It was crazy some of the sticks with you i imagine yeah and we'd already had one tsunami at that point but this one seeing those waves roll in and these cars trying to get away on the streets and coming across fields that were being farmed and stuff like that yeah now i'm going to let you talk about this next part mm. but this is mainly some stories from another the other tsunami um that happened in phuket years earlier mm. you just didn't want you just didn't want me to read phuket did you <clears throat> that, was, that was the whole point of this. Like Scott can't. He's gonna make a joke about the word Phuket. I should have let you. Yeah, that's okay. Would you have known what it was called? Oh yeah, okay. for sure. But I would have said it wrong anyway because, haha. You know. Um. Do you think people can tell the difference between episodes that you write and episodes that I write? Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice weird dynamic, huh? Like <laughs> mine are like weird and goofy, and yours are a little sad. I know. I was thinking that as <laughs> they're as, a little sad. Um, I apologize. No, don't like look people in like what was the last thing you did? The Parsons? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we <laughs> Which is really funny because yeah. if our personalities outwardly yeah. are kind of the opposite. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they make funny uh, commercial jingles about yeah. about that. But to show people how slow Christian puts episodes together, we are on a current rate of one per season. So <laughs> so <laughs> It's sometimes it's no, you got next week's technically too. So there you go. You're, you'll, you'll have two in the bag for this season already. Technically this would be the third now. Cause it's still one episode. Yeah. But we're, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about what episode three should have been this season. Question. Okay. All right. Okay, fair enough. We're not going to talk about it. Okay. All right. Uh, so this is from, what'd you say? Fuck it. <laughs> Just kidding. We have fun. We're, we're having fun. Yeah. Other apparitions which have been reported include a foreign woman whose screams echo through the night from the wreckage of a hotel that was particularly badly hit. So we went from the lovely tea with the wet butt to screaming woman in a hotel. Yes. Okay. A security guard on the site has already left his job because he could not bear it anymore. In Kowlak, a local family said... 
That's incredibly too racist, Christian. I'm not going to say it like that. Yeah. Okay. A local family says their telephone constantly rings through the day and night. When answered, the voices of friends and relatives cry out to be rescued from the flames of the crematorium. Oh, that's not what you want to hear, Christian. Could you imagine that? I can, and it's terrifying, and I probably won't be able to sleep tonight just because I have a very active imagination. Well, one thing I'd like to say about that, ghosts aren't going to be calling you from the beyond from a crematorium. That is your own mental anguish. Look, man, I don't know. I think weird stuff happens. We've all seen Frequency, all right? Weird stuff happens with phone lines, and that wasn't phone lines, was it? But that was an electrical storm. Frequency, damn, bad choice for reference, but I'll give you this instead. I got that phone call one time. Remember that? Did I tell you about that? No. Where it was like this weird, I was... It was a phone call from myself. I'm. So, I swear, I told you that. Oh, you probably did. Uh, if you if you're just freshly listening to the podcast, well, I got a phone call one time that said Scott calling, and it was like a weird, creepy loop saying, uh, "Look at yourself in the mirror. Look what you've become. You're a monster." And I was like 15 years old, and I don't have anyone in my address or phone book called Scott, right? I said Scott calling, and it was this weird loop where it was like almost like yelling at me like semi yelling but it was, it almost sounded like it was cut from tv shows like seinfeld like kramer was one where he's like you're a monster jerry like that's that's kind of what it that's weird shit dude the phone that it happened it weird. happened twice i didn't answer the second one that is very weird happened once i answered it and then like a year later it happened again didn't answer that were you on myspace in those days uh it might have been after but i might have or it might have actually been before i mm. even got on myspace i was just gonna go somebody's somebody hacked the, you the uh yeah prank phone call or something like yeah, that yeah because i've gone to that a bunch of times but the nobody in my age range like 14 or 15 would have been able to pull something like that off but yeah creepy nonetheless has that, nothing to do with this episode but just like weird shit happens with the phone lines you know i've heard those ghost those ghost type stories before where um someone has passed away and then gotten a phone call from the dead person yeah but they they either don't answer because they're too freaked out or they answer and it's just like kind of breathing or something like that like weird shit man i don't know i don't know i don't know how you can't believe in ghosts christian this shit is crazy yeah uh disaster ghosts might be different yeah so you believe in these ghosts i believe i i believe that this is more possible to not necessarily be ghost yeah but to be something that people can see or feel okay so you just get to make up your own weird definition for ghosts and be like i believe in this because it's not the word ghost i don't believe it's what like spirits yeah. i believe it's energy you're not a, spirits you're a strange little man Christian. spirits don't make sense <laughs> oh, okay okay yeah sure dude <laughs> here we go all right uh you want me to continue should i continue yeah go ahead all right many foreigners were reported by locals being the most common ghost in the story of a Mr. Wallop, said the reason almost all ghost sightings appear to involve foreign tourists stems from a belief that spirits can only be put to rest by relatives at the scene, such as was done to many Thai victims. Saying, quote, Thai people believe that when people die, a relative has to cremate them or bless them. If this is not done or the body is not found, people believe the person will appear over and over again to show where they are, he said. Another resident stated, I believe ghosts and I always will. Or can I get that guy as a co-host for the show, huh? Oh, yeah, much easier. The tsunami happened so quickly. The foreigners didn't know what happened and they all think they are still on the beach. They all think they're still on holiday. That's the kind of ghost I want to be. I know, yeah. That If if you have to, like, absolutely have to experience some bullshit like this. Yeah. You want to believe you're just on vacation, kicking your feet up, drinking a few uh, blue Hawaiians yeah, on the beach. Yeah, you just forever. 
Yeah. Sitting in the sun. I mean, that would be heaven to me. That could be heaven to you. Yeah. I love being on the beach. I love, I just go sit in the water and float. It's like the best thing in the world. That may, this makes me want to believe in ghosts. Yeah, it does. It sure does. One of the interesting things about these taxi drivers giving all these rides mm. during this time is they had logs where they would write down they picked up somebody yeah. that would get to the stop the person told them and nobody would be there. So there was an actual college research student who actually went out and looked at these logs and they did have entries for picking people up and not showing up. You know, we can... Never got paid, too. Yeah, we can go down all the different reasons why a cab driver might lie. But in this situation, the tsunami did happen. A lot of people died. And a lot of people said that they saw ghosts. Yeah. Whether it was relatives or just local people they didn't know walking around. You know, not just in Japan, but similar story with cab drivers, you know, in Phuket, in Thailand, years earlier. Yeah. So there's a commonality to it. I just can't believe that they would make something like that up. Or maybe one or two, you know, just to kind of seem cool. Be like, oh, yeah, it happened to me too, guys. Yeah. But, you know, that's pretty pretty strong evidence to the contrary or to the existence of ghosts. Well, even on my with my skeptical view on ghosts, it's mm. strong evidence that there is something going on here. And if it's not ghosts, if it's some, like, mass hallucination. Mm. That in itself is almost crazier than seeing a ghost, if you really think about it, right? It's to have that many people sync up on the same kind of hallucinization. Yeah, it's it's not a period, Christian. You can't just sync up on that type of stuff, you know? Like, I just don't think... I believe you can sync up your minds as groups. Oh, okay, to to an extent, but not like you think. You think that I can make other people hallucinate because I'm, I'm actually arguing for ghosts right now. No, you're arguing for a weird description of what you say are ghosts. You're not no, saying these are ghosts. I, I'm saying to me, ghosts are almost more likely than mass hallucination. I mean, oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying. That's why it's it's almost crazy even saying mass hallucination because it's so less likely. But it does happen at times. Maybe can you, not. Can you name a, a few? Um, remember the the dancing. That's village. not hallucination. That's the hysteria. It's, it's basically the same thing. And there's there's a there there is definitely evidence in certain areas where it's like maybe a school group or something. Yeah. Kind of all saw the same thing that wasn't there. You're talking or... about the, the kids in South Africa that saw um, no. the UFO? No. Huh. I'm just saying in general, one person can see something yeah. and make their friends see it if they describe it. as, or if, You know, they they can induce their f- friends to be fearful or excited. That's a simplistic view. Yeah. This one would not be that simple. It wouldn't be that easy because all these people are different nights, different areas, different cab drivers, all seeing the same things, not just at one time, not just influenced like you're in a theater and somebody yells something out. So all of a sudden that everybody sees or thinks that or notices that. For theater. Yeah, yeah. This, this is different. And so that, say, it, say it with me, Christian, ghosts, I guess they are real after all, Scott. Maybe disasters, ghosts are oh, real. Okay. Everyone at home just wants to hear those words, man. More than they want to hear the words, I love you, from a significant other. They want to hear me say that ghosts are real? They want to hear you say that ghosts are real, so they can be like, you know what? Here we go. We did something. I'm going to say it. I'm going to help everybody. All right. Ghosts are real. Yeah. Joke's on you, man. I edit the podcast. You didn't add anything after ghosts are real. Okay? (laughs) Exactly. Clip that right out. But (laughs) everybody would know. That's not like Christian. He's got an agenda. I am. Get on board. All right. We want to talk about some other disaster ghosts? Yes, please. All right. 
This one comes from chicagocbslocal.com, which is obviously a website. It's, I hope so. That'd be a weird title. Yeah, that is a weird title. But on July 24th, 1915, the SS Eastland was parked along the Chicago River downtown. The steamship was supposed to be carrying passengers to an annual picnic for the Western Electric Company located in Cicero. That's quite a company when they're like, we're going to get a steamship to bring all our people to the work party. The steamship was set to head east along the Chicago River to Lake Michigan and then south to Michigan City, Indiana. The Eastland was the first boat leaving them. The Eastland was the first boat leaving that morning. Its capacity was about 2,300 people. Though it was not clear how many were actually on board that day, Tony Zabelski of Chicago Haunting's Ghost Tours says it could have been more than 3,000. Everyone wanted to go out on the Eastland because it was the first ship scheduled to go out that day. Author J. Bonansinga. Bonansinga. Very, very good. Told CBS's Vince, uh, told CBS's Vince Gerasol back in 2015. It was such a freak accident. Nobody expected this giant 300 foot steel ship to go over. With an excess of people on board moving around the vessel, the boat tipped over while still docked, trapping hundreds of people under the waterline. It's not clear what happened, but when the vessel tipped, 844 people lost their lives, including 22 entire families. Damn. That's, you know, sometimes you don't really think about that, but I think maybe your brain might, for you, might be getting to the point where you can be like, damn, my whole name could be wiped out in oh, one yeah. bad day. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, I've, yeah, I've thought about that plenty of times. Yeah, it's like crazy to think that many families entire families just wiped off the globe yeah how did they go this boat tipped over yeah the world we live in mm. zabelski says a lot of people report to this day that from the restaurants along the river or looking down from the clark street bridge they'll still see images faces of people floating in the water or hands reaching up for safety there are even police reports of people who look in into the water from a riverfront restaurant at night the witnesses think they see somebody drowning in the river and they'll they'll call the police. But when the police arrive, they never find anybody. That's creepy in itself. Creepy and True. following following the theme of the episode, very tragic. <laughs> very tragic, Christian. I will try to work, work into the next one a little bit more happiness. Oh no, it's okay. I can I'm I can do the funny ha-has, no problem. Luckily, China just got me a tin filled with emergency dad jokes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and lighten the mood right now. Okay. Never spell part backwards. It's a trap. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. That one I got right away. I didn't get right away, but when you said it's a trap, I got Star Wars on the brain. It's a trap. Akbar. Yeah. So, uh, pretty sad. It is very sad. Then to this day, like, okay, what about in Japan? To the, is it still to this day? Are people, I mean, it's been, what, 10 years now, 11 years? It doesn't sound like, I, I went through some more recent things where mm -hmm. they kind of talked about the anniversary and none of this was mentioned. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Like, yeah. as long as it's not, like, still happening, you know. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be a weird period of time, though. Like, yeah, I don't know, 10 years later, you're hovering around the dinner table and you're like, hey, remember when all those ghosts were in the city? That's just, that's a weird thing to get past. I don't know. It'd be... It'd be a weird thing to live through. Like it'd suck drama wise. And then it'd be really on just insult to injury 
having to deal with ghosts afterward would be kind of scary. What's when you go back to some of those stories, like the taxi drivers and, and things like that. Yeah. People were kind of amazing Sometimes. with the way the taxi drivers kind of got used to it and actually would help, you know, yeah, take people to like to these desks or ghosts to these destinations. There was one story of a fire station that kept getting calls from a house that had been destroyed in the tsunami for I, months. I think I remember that story. Yeah. Until they went out, the whole station went to this house and basically prayed and then the phone call stopped. I don't know. I, how do, it, I do remember that story. Yeah. yeah. Which firemen don't typically talk about those kind of things. They're kind of like police. There's certain things they don't touch on. Yeah. But that one right there, when they're, they actually finally like, we need to go out and help this soul rest or whatever. Well, I mean, it's like in that, that episode uh, we did with near death experiences, you know, like prayer for whatever reason, it like sends out that, that beacon to whoever you're doing it for. Like, it's just a helpful thing. It's like that, maybe that just that, that positivity of it, whatever it is, you know, like that you're sending an energy. Yeah. And it's, the intention is like behind prayer is generally good, you know? So you'd hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Smite my enemies. Yeah. Some people are like that. I wish, (laughs) wish my boss would slip and fall off the top Mm. floor or something. Well, hopefully your boss isn't listening, Christian. That's really, I'm not saying that about my (laughs) boss, but that's what generally people say. Yeah. Or, you know, just out of frustration, but that when you think about something like prayer, the intention means a lot, Not, not just to the person you're praying for, but also the people that are praying or in a skeptic's point of view the thoughts that i may have that are similar to that like wishing well for people would be similar in a lot of ways it's the energy you're putting out there the intention that helps you because you're putting good energy out there and if that energy which should be able to transfer some way is going to go to that person who you might be praying for and in in the case of praying you get a little bit of help on your side because whatever religion you are there's usually a god there helping you out enhancing yeah. the strength of your energy yeah you give a weird picture for it but i get what you're saying yeah man i'm picking up what you're putting down christian it was i i, saw, I thought that was a way to explain it without actually being without picking a side no it was just like that's that's the point of prayer right sure yeah. kind of is to do that thing and then have the help of your faith yeah. And your spiritual guide, no matter what religion you are. Sure. I don't know how we got on that, but I guess Neither when you're s- such a depressing topic where you're seeing yeah. children crawling in mud or people's face floating in a river. Yeah. And puddles, definitely not fun. Now there's more to that, but we can skip that part of it. Well, actually, no, we should do this. I can read this part though, because there's a weird little thing on there. People who work in the Reed Murdoch building, especially after hours, report seeing shadow figures moving down the hallways. They will also hear sounds coming from rooms above them where nobody should be, and they report seeing lights flickering on and off, and doors slowly creeping open and op- slowly creeping open. They were creeping open. <laughs> yeah. The doors slowly creeping open and slamming shut. But the Reed Murdoch building was not the primary building pressed into service as a temporary morgue. That duty went to the 2nd Regiment Armory at 110 North Carpenter Street at Washington Boulevard in the West Loop. The 2nd Regiment Armory in turn later became Harpo Studios, where Oprah Winfrey taped her talk show for many years. Initially, Winfrey said she did not know the history of the building, but a lot of her staff and she herself would claim to have a lot of experiences in it. They would hear such sounds as ghostly children playing up and down the hallways of the building, and there was one woman's restroom where they would hear the sound of a woman sobbing. 
coming from Oprah there. How do you feel about that? Well, first and foremost, fuck Oprah Winfrey, but <laughs> outside of that. Uh, I don't understand the hatred. Oh, I hate her just for the same reason I hate Ellen DeGeneres. They're both asshats. Oh, okay. But ghosts, man, right? <laughs> <laughs> am I right, everyone? Yeah, yeah. Ghosts? Ghost, am I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, no. That was a ghost joke for you. Yeah. There was another a night watchman at the building would also hear crashing sounds, but an investigation into the origins of the crash would turn up nothing. Security cameras at the building also captured what looked like a woman in an old-time gray dress. And R Winfrey nicknamed the, the woman the Gray Lady. She did several episodes of her show dedicated to the Eastland disaster and its victim victims. The building was later demolished to make way for a new McDonald's corporate headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's how you that's how you really pay homage <laughs> you're like you know what yeah mcdonald's yep that's how the uh the powers that be get rid of ghosts though by building a mcdonald's or something else mundane like that yeah it is so unspiritual and so not right i don't that know the ghosts man. just leave but i don't think the ghosts leave because i worked mcdonald's for six years and we think there was a ghost there man do you ever think that maybe you guys were eating too many fries and that got well, to your brain yeah well i was eating too many fries and all kinds of stuff that's yeah. what happens you work in the grill christian yep. but i remember one time at this mcdonald's we were all in the just regular you know area i guess you call it the, the kitchen area the where the employees stand where you don't get to go yeah <laughs> what would you call that at work, work. work we, area we, yeah there you go we were all at work and we heard a loud crash come from the bathroom and we ran over to the bathroom and ran uh, yeah it was like eight feet it wasn't like a was it like a scooby-doo cartoon where you run in your feet yeah 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 it was exactly like that uh we get over there right and the soap dish container right that's kind of that's usually attached to the wall mm -hmm. was now on the floor across the room hmm and it wasn't, it wasn't like the push dispenser. I'm talking like the actual like ceramic old thing that used to have soap on it. Yeah. I don't know why that was in there, but there was one of those as well as a push dispenser. Let yeah. me ask you this. Please do. We hear, okay, there's a story of a bathroom there. Yeah. There's a sobbing lady in the bathroom here. And we've had other stories of ghosts in bathrooms and it's in pop culture. Harry Potter has a ghost in the bathroom. So. Okay. That shows you how many people are dying in bathrooms that we didn't really, th we never think that people die in public restrooms, mm. but they do. And sometimes their ghosts haunt the place. Something to think about next time you're sitting in a public restroom. Yeah. I remember being uh, a little too creeped out in the, in the Dallas airport bathroom, but that could just be because they had one of the auto flushers where if you move your butt more than oh, a millimeter, horrible. it's like, oh God, oh yeah. shit. One that's yeah. a little too sensitive. Yeah. So it was like 3 a.m. I'm yeah, just trying to shit in the airport. Never yeah. fun because there's like 30 different stalls. And you're like, you know what? I don't want to share this moment with anyone. I'd prefer to have this moment by myself. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you wait. You wait till 3 a.m. Like, this is my time. But then you're scared because what about ghosts? You know, you didn't take that in consideration, Christian. You've been wearing a mask for 24 straight hours. And maybe you're tired and you just need a nap. Ain't that happened to anyone else? No? Just no, me? I, I <laughs> there's one thing I don't think about in public restrooms, and that's ghosts usually. That was on the way back from Jamaica. Ah, yeah, your mind was a little altered at that time, probably. Oh, yes. Uh, shall I read about Christchurch? Yes, you shall. From Goose and Gulls. Ghouls. I think you mean ghosts and ghouls, but yeah. from Goose and Gulls. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It came from your mouth, Christian. That is amazing that that came from my mouth because I know how to say ghost. Yeah, and you know how to say ghouls. Yeah, but Goose? But Goose? 
Do you ever worry that your mind's going sometimes? Goose ghost. Goose. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do I worry about it? No, I acknowledge it as it happens before my eyes. It gets worse, man. Yeah. No, hey, it happened to me in like a couple episodes back. Remember when I said, uh, had it first the right time? <laughs> yeah. Had it first the right time. <laughs> your mind's just like, eh. yeah. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Sorry, pal. All right. Anyway. Enough about our deteriorating bodies and minds. Um, on February 22nd, 2011, a powerful earthquake rocked Christchurch, New Zealand, severely damaging the city and killing 185 people. Tales of ghosts soon followed. Interesting, that was also in 2011. Yeah. 2011 was a very disastrous year, yeah. I would say. And I was 21, so it was probably disastrous for myself as well. Yeah. According to the director of Christchurch Paranormal Investigators, Paranormal Claims jumped 120% following the disaster. How do they get the logistic, like the percentage of that? Like, do they have, oh, we only had 20 claims prior to this. Now we have 42. Yeah, they probably track all the phone calls, all the website things, or all the emails that they get. Stats, just like I was mentioning earlier in this episode. Yeah, they're like, we got 10 last last year. (laughs) We got 12 this year. Oh, tw- no, we got 22 this year yeah. or something oh, like that. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Dumbass me. I literally talked about stats and all that shit before yeah. the episode. And then I'm like, how do they do that? <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, no. I'm the idiot. All right. People began hearing strange noises, seeing weird shadows, and feeling touches from unseen entities. One prominent man claimed a ghost attacked him. The strange events continue nearly four years later. In January 2015, the New Zealand Herald reported that reported that Pakistan cricket player Harris Sohail awoke in terror one night, convinced that a ghost had pushed him. In town for the Cricket World Cup, Sohail and his teammates were staying at R- Ridges Latimer Christchurch. Sohail demanded another room, and the hotel complied, but the player was so freaked out that he couldn't train for two days. Ridges Latimer is just 100 meters from the former site of the CTV building which collapsed in the 2011 quake, killing 115 people. Could Sahel's experience in the CTV tragedy be related? I didn't see a picture above you liar, but it's possible. Uh, some of the pictures didn't transfer. But uh, first off, Suhail demanded a different room. Yeah, he's like, uh, I ain't playing this ghost shit here. I'm here for cricket and cricket only. You know, the skeptic in me makes me realize that Suhail partied too hard and blamed it on ghost must have been because he couldn't train for two days i don't know man that's uh this is just a fictional account of yeah christian's brain it's not real so don't the the weird the the weird part about that though is you're making up this story about a ghost in a hotel when you've experienced multiple possibly ghosts in a hotel and so you have experience in the the ghost hotel area yeah in what the, people call ghost. The ghost hotel area. Yes. Yeah. Including a hundred year old haunted hotel. The ghost hotel. Yes. In yeah. San, in uh, San Antonio, across the street from the Alamo. True that. Like you could look out the window and see the Alamo. And it was presidents had stayed in this hotel back in the like the early 1900s. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth was president? No, Babe Ruth's also. <laughs> Must have missed that one, yeah. The women that were against drinking came in. One, this lady was famous in the area for bringing a hatchet in and hacking up the bars mm. at this hotel. Classic. And I was sitting at the bar, and you could see the hatchet part of the marks. bar that was 
that they had replaced after she cut it out all these years later. They kept that same bar. Weird. It was kind of great experience. I bet, yeah. Yeah, I mean. You got to see a ghost. I got to experience a door close, being closed that I don't recall closing. And I was pretty sure that I would not have closed that door because I would never close that door when I stay at a hotel, the bathroom door. Well, I don't know, man. Take that as you will. Some, something happened that is unexplainable and possibly paranormal to me. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. So disaster ghosts, have we decided they're a thing? Um, I don't think it's on us to decide, but I believe that they have been a thing, and I believe they will continue to be a thing. I guess that makes sense, man. There's like there's a lot of stories surrounding disasters that take place, and even uh, World Trade Center when, yeah. when those went down, there was a photographer that claimed that there was what he saw or what he claimed was a angel on top of the debris with a trumpet wow they say try taking pictures camera was jammed how do you how do you believe that or disbelieve that or prove that or disprove that you can't you can't i but, mean yeah, i mean it, it kind of fits the, the bill of the uh you know disaster area not so many so know. so what we need to start doing is paranormal groups need to have a disaster response team and when a disaster happens in the world they need to go there and spend yeah. a month. I'm sure they would love us. They'd be like, oh, you're here to look for the ghosts, are you? And well, they, yeah. yeah, they're around with their like weird ghost detectors. Yeah, and their big ass cans. Yeah. Their head, not boobs, as, as but headphones. Yeah. 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 yeah, here's the problem. <laughs> as everybody else is trying to dig trapped people out from under buildings, these people are trying to find ghosts. Exactly. They're, they're like, do, 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 do. yeah. And yeah, it is I a conflict of interest where eventually where one of them supposedly heard somebody screaming. Yeah. But wanted to get the recordings and later wanted to experience the ghost. Mm. So they didn't report it and that person died. I make up weird stuff sometimes. Yeah. And your phrasing is a little weird too. They wanted to experience the ghost. It sounds way too sexual for this podcast, but I don't know. I, don't, I didn't go there. I, I mean, experience you know, a ghost. If you're a ghost hunter, you want to experience a ghost. That's part of the job, right? You earn money by finding ghosts or telling ghost. people you found ghosts. True. I mean, there's all kinds of shows where people run out of rooms screaming on, what is it? What channel is that that does all those? Shit, I don't know. Um, ID, is it ID now? Isn't or is that it, crime? Or is it like A&E or something? Yeah, like? who knows? But whatever. They, You know, all those, all those monster shows, ghost shows on TV are just the ones that are going out to search for something are ridiculous. Because just once they would find something. Once. Well, once they have. Like what? There's been a couple. Like, if you look at, I mean, the the issue is trying to stand the documentary or the show until they see something. That's the that's the main thing for me. I can't stand the dialogue between most of these people where they sit there like, oh, "We're gonna find this thing," and if we don't, like, no, just get, be like, "Hey, me and my friends, we kind of believe there's weird shit out here." Yeah, you go check it out, guys. I want you to put on a persona for you. Well, like when you have to make a weekly show, you yeah. know, for two seasons a year or something, it gets a little. Yeah. hard to produce product especially in this day and age where you have to entertain so all of a sudden you're like did you hear that and then all it takes is one guy run out of the room and they all run out of the room and thinking and screaming and that's good for yeah. reality tv it's just it's sad kind of it like cheapens the study of the paranormal yeah which maybe that's all part of the plan maybe they want to make the paranormal seem so outlandish and weird and goofy that it's nothing but a funny hilarious haha well, we finally figured out what the Illuminati's real aim is. Yeah. And to, look, when this show gets big enough, we'll do investigations places. I just don't see us running out screaming. 
No, I see us being like, oh, did you hear that? That's kind of fucking weird, right? I, I hear you. I hear us, me, being ridiculed and cussed at a lot because you'd be like, you must have seen that. You were staring right at it. I'm like, I didn't see nothing, Scott. Yeah. And then you would cuss at me <laughs> and be really angry because you would think I was messing with you. And I'm like, no, man, we are just on different wavelengths. Yeah. We've discussed this a million times on the podcast. Yeah. You can see things. You can see dead people. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, there's a twist for you. This entire podcast has been the sequel to The Sixth Sense. <sighs> I have actually been. No, it wasn't him. It was someone else. That I don't want to. I don't want to mention it. Um. So, what was your what was your favorites to to close this out? What do you have a favorite uh, disaster story? You obviously are very into this shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one that just tickled your fancy a little more than the others? You know what's funny is is when I sometimes when I come up with these grand ideas that i think i come up with yeah that end up being way too much mm. sometimes um seems like a good idea at the time no it's a it's a good episode I, i'm more i'm just trying to get the funny ha-has in now I just because did. it was such a it was such a downer of an episode that people need to be lifted up before we let them go and so i'm trying to i'm trying to roast you a little bit i really enjoyed the one where the psychic was telling the parents hey you know it seems like your kids like your kids would want to come home, but they're already home. And you can't waste your life yeah. suffering because of the loss of your children. It's a very, that's a very wholesome. Now, it makes it sound simplistic. We know it's not. But if you were to start, hear that message from somebody, you might start down the path of healing a little faster, yeah. which is what you're going to need if you're a parent searching in that situation. True. And in general, what people need to realize anyway is you got to stop living in the past or you know in a future that you don't know about and spend more time in the present no matter what the situation is true that was a good episode man i i enjoy it like for me um i i like when when you write episodes too because it's kind of fresh for me and you have a very different writing style than than i do like a lot of my shit is just kind of you know bullet point more more or less but you actually want to like paint a picture for people which is very nice sometimes it's too much though i've noticed when we have to say the words like reading is different yeah. than saying the words sometimes like i have new respect for people that read read audiobooks yeah because that's not made necessarily for the vocal form i guess or whatever you'd call it and sure. it's it, it's or it's not written that way yeah like when you see a podcast or a TV show or a radio yeah, show, yeah, yeah. they're written for that that format. Very true. Yeah. So. But no, it's a nice change of pace. And we and I remember when we did the uh, Parsons last season, um, we got a lot of people saying they liked it. They yeah. really enjoyed it. So it's like anytime I'm, I'm roasting you because I just roast people in general and I have like a quota that I yeah. have to get to. And if I roast you, I don't have to roast other people. And people think that I'm less of an asshole after that. So yeah. it works. I do notice you have a lot more trouble roasting when I write an episode because it's all depressing and stuff. Yeah, I, that's why I have to save it for these moments. And I get to tell you stuff like what happens when frogs park illegally. What? They get towed. Ha <laughs> ha. Ah. Yeah, classic, classic stuff. We got That's how we have to liven it up when we got a downer of an episode. But that was good. And this the stories in this were very fascinating. And I remember when we first attempted this uh, this episode, I was like, oh, this is a cool episode. And then it's been about 10 or 12 episodes since then. So I'm glad we got to revisit it. I'm glad it made it into this season because yeah. I uh, I do enjoy these stories. And Japanese have like the best stories. They're very, very great storytellers as well. too. So. Yeah. And the, the viewpoint on their world is a lot more. I don't know. I don't know. But it's 
maybe my way of thinking is more like that. So I really enjoy the philosophy and just the way of viewing the world yeah. in, in the ways that not just the Japanese, but a lot of Asian culture views the world. And yeah. I just don't always think they get enough respect for their stories that they've told for a long time in some cases. Yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that. I agree. And if Rodney Dangerfield was with us today, I think he too would agree. Good night, everybody.
I see you beanie baby.